but uh, Nathan Brown, Warriors coach, his reaction to that 10-6 loss in wet conditions in Newcastle. Uh, he thinks the Warriors are lacking experience. Oh, well, we got ourselves in some poor positions, yeah. You know, we didn't handle the breeze well at all, you know. Our, you know, our, our hookers first game and our fullbacks 18 and played five games and our halfbacks played 10 games so we certainly lack a lot of experience in that area you know so um, you would hope that playing in a game like today and uh, understanding the conditions and the wetness and and the greasiness how you're playing them yeah that's uh, sometimes unfortunately blokes learn at that level where the, the really experienced players get out there and just get the job done don't they you know yep Nathan Brown lamenting the lack of experience that some of his players have got at the moment. Uh, for a view on that, we head to one of our favourite league correspondents, former uh, Kiwi and uh, former um, Newcastle Knight, of course, Warriors coach as well. Uh, a while back, Tony Kemp joins the programme. Afternoon, Kempy. Thanks so much for your time as always. Yeah, no worries, Joe. Good to be be chatting again. So what were your thoughts on that performance yesterday from the Warriors and what were pretty ugly weather conditions uh, but going down 10-6 to the Knights? Well, yeah, I was sort of um, both feet and both, you know, in the, in the camp of the Knights and the Warriors with um, being an old boy, Knights mm. old boy, so um, I couldn't really lose, really, but really disappointing um, to see the Warriors get their fourth loss in a row. I just didn't think that they utilised uh, that win enough in the first half, uh, as Mitchell Pearce did in the second half to get them over the line. But you know, you've got to. I guess the question for me, Elliot, is you've got to be questioning what's going on in the recruitment at the moment. Um, with the recruitment manager's son playing halfback, who's no better than a C-grade halfback, uh, and the signing of Dylan Martinez uh, Zelesniak when when really they're in desperate need of a a hooker halfback. You know what I mean? So. Um, just been watching them this week with Cody Nicarina saying that he probably won't be here next year. You've got the likes of Jess Varga playing hooker and, and Sullivan playing halfback and you're signing, a, I guess, a fullback um, after you've signed Reese Walsh already for that position. Just, it's got me wondering what the hell's going on with recruitment. Yeah, that's um, that's a that's a fair question. Uh, I suppose you look at that kicking game yesterday. You touched on it there. Uh, the winds with the Warriors in in the first spell, yet they didn't make uh, use of it, uh, usage of it. And then in the second half, Reese Walsh starts getting peppered with the the ball, drops some under the high ball in the swirly sort of weather conditions. But the the Warriors halves uh, kicking game just seemed completely non-existent yesterday. Well, the team who was non-existent was Cody Nicarima. He was playing way too far back from the line. And, and in these days, we know that the best halfbacks in the competition are, are the ones that are taking it directly to the line, um, trying to get, you know, repeat sets, um, uh, set, set, set again. And, and Cody is playing... He's not even playing in a dinner suit, mate. He hasn't even put the suit on, um, as far as I'm concerned. And I... You know, Nathan Brown needs to make a call with Cody Nicarima and Reese Walsh. And, and I think Reese Walsh, as we saw um, being pulled down from behind, you know, when I thought he was home and hosed, um, he's got really good acceleration over a short per- period, but he can't sustain it. And I think that, I think it really suits him for that halfback position because he's, he's, he, he's, he's not afraid of taking the line on. And, and unlike Cody... Um, you know, well, guys said to me yesterday, you know, when's Cody going to run the ball? I said, well, they've been asking that since last year. You know, how how often and how many times do we have to, to expect Cody Nicarima to step up? And, and with, like I said, with Sullivan playing halfback, you're dead right, Elliot. The kicking game was non-existent. It was such a such a huge wind. And we saw that straight after half time when Mitchell Pierce put that bomb up and, 
young Paul, you know, Reese Walsh couldn't catch it. And, and, and that was, for me, just the icing on the cake that you had someone like Mitchell Pearce say, well, we're going to do what you didn't. And um, in the end, they got him. They got him on the back of an error and got home. We saw some good things from Reese Walsh yesterday, but the, the the kind of messages that Nathan Brown's been sending out saying, you know, he's got a lot to learn at NRL level are probably um, true with that, 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 that those times under the high ball that we era towards the end of the game, uh, which put the, the the Warriors on the back foot, eventually led to a try. Um, he's not rocks and diamonds, but we're just seeing, you know, those things that he's getting used to at NRL level, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. He, he's only 18, so we've got to give him some, mm. some space. Um I think I think what he has done, um, Reese Walsh has taken the the heat off Nathan Brown's form as a coach, uh, and also the the other areas in the team that are lacking um, in performance. So you know everyone's talking about Reese Lightning and how well he's going, and then he should be playing Origin, and he's the you know Brisbane shouldn't let him go, and and these are the headlines that are keeping Nathan Brown and the rest of the team uh, out of the papers for what should be really spoken about. I think what really needs to to be talked about is the recruitment. For the life of me, they need a hooker. They need they need a number nine. They got rid of three hookers in the off season. We saw Nathaniel Roach fight for Parramatta um, last week, um, and at the moment we've got Juice Tavaga, who's a who's an, an out and out middle player, not a hooker, um, covering what what is the number number one nine role. And then you've got a, a C grade, a halfback, and O'Sullivan running around in the seven jersey. And this for me, Elliot, is the icing on the cake. Someone needs to eat their hat at that club. Sean Johnson has been offered up at 400 grand. You have rocks in your head if you cannot bring Sean Johnson home for 400 grand when you have players that cannot fill your seven or six jersey. Sean Johnson's proven there. So, you know, get over yourself. Don't cut your nose off to spite your face. If he's been offered up at 400 grand and wants to sign for a club, bring him home. He's better than most halfbacks on the comp at the moment. And they're they're like rocks and diamonds. The diamonds, Johnson still is. And there's plenty of rocks, mate. So, 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 so get over yourself. Do you, do you think that's a, a sort of a front office issue at the Warriors or his old teammates? Uh, you know, being a bit stubborn. Where, where do you think the issue is coming from to, to oh, not look, put a deal? It, it, yeah, look, I don't really, you know, give two hoots about the players. You know, if your front office is operating properly, you've got players that are thinking about winning a competition or have players around them that get on. Um, you know, I've played alongside players that never got on, you know, who, who were best mates and then hated each other, but still went, went out and won competitions. It's not about the players. It's about the people that sign those players in the front office, creating that, that um, I guess, that culture within the club to get the job done. It doesn't make sense to me if he's offered up at 400 grand and they're saying they can't sign a halfback. Just go and sign him. He'll come home in a heartbeat, Sean Johnson. Um, and and you tell me a, no, a, a better halfback in the competition at the moment that's a free agent. Well, I don't have one. I don't have one. Where would you solve the hooker issue, Tony? Is there anyone on the market? So, I, would have, I, would have, I would have solved it two years ago when they offered um, Brandon Smith 300 grand when they should offer him a million dollars and said, you're the future captain. Yeah. And I still, as we know, the contracts aren't worth the, the paper that they're written on at the moment. Hey, what, what would he be on? He'd be on maybe 600 grand at the moment. Brandon, they'd be somewhere around there. I'm still going mm. off with a million dollars. You know what I mean? That that could have, as you saw last night, in that 60-point um, slogging of, of West Tigers, made the bees knees. He's what you he's he is what you could build a team around. You don't give him what he wants to get him home, and so and so you're our captain as well, you know. And then build that team around him because he's 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 someone um, that you're more likely get than any other hooker in the competition because he's because he's from New Zealand. 
Former Kiwis international, uh, Tony Kent with us. A couple of final ones, TK. Uh, the one issue I wanted to throw at you is you see the Warriors every week name their pack and then inevitably there's a shuffle from the previous week or there's a shuffle before game day and some of these aren't injury-related. They're just tweaks around that. Do, do you, you know, the, the lack of consistency around the, the players in certain positions, whether it be in the edge or the middles, um, is just something that sort of caught my eye in recent weeks and seems rather unnecessary. Yeah, it does, and you know, just, again, I think there's been a what would you call that, Elliot? Um, I think they're outsmarting themselves, the coaching staff. Sometimes when they're moving, like you know, Roger to the wing and playing him, playing him at second receiver and attack, and on the wing and defence, and and then you're naming a team on Tuesday and you're shuffling the pack around and not naming it till till an hour before kickoff, where there's been changes in there. One thing that it has done, and and it's been proven time and time again, that players get really confused of whether or not they're they're playing or or preparing, and and can't really um, get over the fact that they're not being uh, given the confidence to be named on a Tuesday to say, "Oh, look, I am starting." So, you know, these coaches, I think, sometimes outsmart themselves with, with trying to be uh, too clever clever these days. Um, but but that's the modern modern day coach, Elliot. They they tend to do that. They don't like to play all of their cards out on a Tuesday as they mm-hmm. have to with the naming of the team. Um, and until they change that rule, um, you know, geez, another rule, that's that's what we should be talking about. There's about a thousand of them at the moment. I said to my partner last night, it's starting to look like rugby union. Uh, all right, finally, Kempe, uh, the Warriors. Let's just see where we're at in this terms of the season. We head into an origin break next weekend. It would be great to have a Kiwis test, but we don't. Uh, they've got 12 points on the ladder, played 14, won five, lost nine. They're uh, a win outside the eight, but uh, three spots outside. Where is this campaign heading? Oh, I think I think it's heading um, towards the poor finish, to be brutally honest. I, I think the teams that are racked up around them on 12 points, um, there are a couple of teams that are, that are playing better than the Warriors at the moment for that eight spot. And they're, you're always going to be in a, in a bit of a battle for seventh and eighth spot uh, this year. But, you know, losing four on the trot, uh, ain't ain't helping them one bit, and I just I can't see them stringing three or four games together. Um, currently, I just don't see you know having Jess Tavaga at nine and and O'Sullivan at seven uh, working for them to get that one. You know Newcastle were there for the beating last night, and you know to to lose that game as they have done um, previously in the last three games the way that they have. I I just don't see it, Elliot. I don't see them finishing in the eight. Always good to catch up, Kempe. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. No worries, mate. Talk soon. While Devlin's away, Elliot's here to play. It's the DRS with Elliot Smith on Newstalk ZB. Warriors fans, keen for your views on what you heard from Tony Kemp there. We, we canvassed a fair bit in that chat.